And here we go. Greetings, my fellow slingers. It's your trusted handler, Brian, and I'm leading us into World of Hard 20 Podcast's 13th season. The scenario that will span this season is Arc Dream Publishing's Delta Green Adventure Path Convergence, written by John Scott Tynes. And our ensemble cast of hard slingers of yore are set to do it justice. Now, I hope everyone had a chance to listen to Episode 0 for this season. If not, while it's not mandatory, it is a good place to start, and I highly recommend it, because all those hard slingers of yours got to delve into what they were doing just prior to receiving their invitation to the opera. I think I'd mentioned it a few episodes back, but the next few seasons will be comprised of Delta Green. Why? <laughs> Why not? Who really needs a reason? to run such an awesome game. And Arc Dream Publishing, while not sponsoring this show, they do post our Delta Green show links on all the major social media sites. And I gotta tell you, that is really awesome of those people. So I can't help but give a shout out back. And if you all feel inclined to do so, then please pass it on to a friend or to the family or friend of the family. Remember guys and gals, if you like what we're putting out, then please let me know right into the show at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com. I answer all emails. Also, check us out on YouTube at rollthehard20 and hit that subscribe button and that little like, thumbs up thing. I know it really does help the show out a ton though and I'm sure everybody says it and you're tired of hearing it, but as always, please do me a solid. Finally, remember to leave us that five-star rating and leave a review if you're so inclined. I know it's a pain in the shagahoff, but... All that really does help the show, and the show's been doing great. We we appreciate each and every one of you fellow slingers out there. Now, I know, I've said enough, so how about we just warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents our Delta Green Scenario, Convergence, Episode 1. Look forward to hearing from all of you. And move it up to the top of the screen. Ooh, perfect. Top. He can move it to wherever he wants. You're not the yeah, What if him. I want it on the left side? Yeah, what if he wants it on the bottom? What if he's a power bottom? There we go. Power, power bottom. bottom. <laughs> well, why don't you give him some pointers then, power bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. All right. Ready. 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 Everybody ready? Hi. No, I, I still have don't topped know up to my glass my and warmed up my dice. I am ready. You don't know how to change your name? I'm still looking. Settings, there we go. Audio personalization video. and display, brother. Sorry, roll 20. Are we recording right now? Yes. <laughs> no, we we can still cut it. <laughs> It'll be a cutting room floor. Your cutting room floor. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Doing wow. good, man. All right, Our bro. aggressive, bloodthirsty handler. I guess so. <laughs> Can't wait to savor in your I like blood. your choice of icon on the roll 20. A nice, bright mauve. I didn't pick that, just so you guys know. I didn't pick it. Don't lie. Uh, <laughs> Don't lie to the listeners. You know what? It's a very masculine color, let me say. you. Let's just lead on into what's going on, all right? Yeah, let's get going. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yes, please proceed. Each doesn't talk like that. <laughs> Chandler Khan.
Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you to another season of our Delta Green run-through convergence. It with me, my hard slingers of yore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Episode one. By the way, just so you guys know, I hope everybody enjoyed the prologues. I know that they are not out right now, but by the time you listen to this, it will be out. And having listened to those prologues and edited them, I got to say that without a doubt, they were wonderful. And you all each deserve a gold doubloon. Yeah! Fantastic. Oh, right oh way to gate. start. Delta Green. Here. Remember to use to... it. <laughs> so, you guys have all individually spoken with your handler, Heisenberg, and have been given a prepaid card as well as an airline ticket to get to the Sky Ranch Airport in Tennessee. As yeah. a question of order before we progress, as part of our usual accoutrement, do we still retain from last time our FBI badges and identification? Yes, I would say that you still have them. Holly's going to bring his 10 millimeter Delta Elite pistol with two extra magazines on the plane using his FBI ID to make that happen. Okay. Agent Rice. I have two weapons in my possession. Got a uh, Glock 10 millimeter pistol with laser sight, uh, just like uh, Agent Odessa, two mags. And then I've also got a Smith & Wesson J-frame that's on my ankle. Ooh, I like that. Good idea. I'm going to add one of those too. No, you're not. 357 model, <laughs> a light ultra lightweight. Sorry, yes. but no. No. Nope. Thank you for, for playing, Odessa. I appreciate it. Agent Coldwell. Agent Coldwell was able to use his U.S. Marshal privileges and get his 45 in with two additional mags. And that's as far as his badge was able to get him through with. In Ichimaru Kimura, were you able assume... to use your credentials for anything? Yes, I assume that I'm able to carry my standard fare of the standard issue Glock magazine, similar to Salt. And, uh, if I'm able to bring aboard my my long knife, if they allow that, I'm not sure. But I usually try to go everywhere with my Tonto. So as it is right now, you, the four of you are flying in all from different airports. And only three of you are familiar with each other. But as far as you're concerned, the other assets you're going to be convening with, you don't know yet. So individually, each one of your planes touch down and as you individually begin to walk through the air bridge leading into the terminal itself, an attendant comes up to each one of you individually and addresses each first and says, Agent Kimura, I was told to retrieve you and bring you with me. Would you be so good as to follow me, please? Absolutely. What is your name, sir? You may call me Thomas at this time. Thank you, Thomas, for seeing me, and uh, yes, please lead the way. He begins to take you through the onslaught of people leading you towards the central hub to the airport. Agent Adesso, you as well are met with somebody who addresses themselves as Thomas and says, Agent Adesso, if you would be so good as to follow me, your presence is required. Lead you through uh, the airport. Can I make a perception check to make sure I'm not being led astray like uh, our buddy Romeo got himself uh, put somewhere? Make a human check on it. Got it. Human can do. I rolled a 
75. Sure, that made Human it. score. It's probably <laughs> liquid shit. Yeah, under 50, I blew it, so I got no clue what's going on. Yeah, there's just a lot of people around you. Everybody's mm -hmm. trying to get off the plane at the same time, and you're not really sure how to read into this individual. It just seems very chaotic at this time, so you take it at face value and begin to follow him. Got it. Agent Coldwell, as you get off the plane itself and start walking through the air bridge, you are met as well by another individual who introduces themselves and says, uh, hello, my name is Thomas. Um, sorry, agent, but your presence is requested. If you'd be so good as to follow me, please. Oh, certainly. And as you begin to follow him, the three of you start converging on the food court. You see a table that's off to the far back. And in turn, each one of you is instructed to go towards that table where this lone individual is sitting. Agent Rice, will you describe yourself as you sit at this table? Uh, six foot one, kind of stocky, uh, bald shaved head, wearing a uh, black polo, khaki pants, and just a light jacket to cover my uh, weapon that is in my uh, kidney area in the back. And as the three of you come onto the food court and you see this one lone individual sitting back there, you then take notice and actually see each other. Odesso, you see each, each, you see Coldwell, Coldwell, you see both of these individuals whom you haven't seen in probably about two and a half years or so. Yeah, I'll walk over and, you know, kind of give a little bit of a wave, make sure he recognizes me. If he acknowledges, I'll walk over and speak to my old friend. Yeah, as Coldwell see Ichi wave at him, he'll tip his hat and acknowledge him. Like, good to see you, friend. It's been a long time. I believe the last time I saw you was on a on a mountain somewhere, somewhere in California. It's good to see you looking well. Ah, thank you. Appreciate it. You look like you're doing well yourself. I'm doing well. It appears we have another uh, old friend of ours joining the evening with us tonight, I'll wave over to Odesso when seeing him and motion him over. He smiles and waves back and is happily pleased to see Coldwell. Gets close and says, Each, how you doing, man? Last I saw you, uh, half your intestines were on the ground. Uh, you look wonderful. I hope mm -hmm. you're doing well. Uh, doing doing a lot better. As you see, uh, keep working on those sit-ups, strengthen the core. But we all know the core is strengthened, not just physically, but mentally. I'm I'm going off on a tangent here. I, we're supposed to meet someone else here, and a new uh, friend of ours, I believe. Yes, Coldwell. Great to see you, man. It's it's been too long. Glad nice to see you doing you, well, and are still out among the living. That I am. Nice seeing you, friend. And we notice this other person. Do we have a any intel that we got from Heisenberg as to what? this new agent friend of ours might look like? No, he didn't give you any description whatsoever. You just knew that you were going to be meeting assets old and new when you finally got to the airport. What Ichi will do then is he will take a, now that we are all grouped together, I will take a look at individuals at these tables and kind of just stare at them for a second to see if there's any acknowledgement. Not too long to intimidate, but make eye contact. The attendants did point out to that one table at the back where okay. Rice was sitting. Okay. Once we've gathered, 
We'll look over at the table and I'll make sure that we make eye contact with the person so they don't see us as threatening. And once we make eye contact, I'll give a little nod and uh, we'll approach. Yeah. I think this is our uh, friend we're supposed to meet. Our new asset, maybe old asset. We're not sure, but he's new for us. Rice, you see these three individuals walking towards you. They look like they all know each other. Not only do you not recognize these three individuals, but even someone you thought might show up is not there. Of course, then again, that should be no surprise after the information Heisenberg had given you. I stand up as they approach, and I step out from behind the table, and I extend my hand to, um, I'll say, Agent Caldwell. Rice, your name is? Caldwell, nice to meet you. Take you're our friend we're supposed to be meeting up with? I am you as well. I remove uh, remove my hand, extend my hand to Agent Ichi. Rice, good to meet you. Ichi, nice to meet you as well. This is Agent Odesso here. Send my hand. Great to meet you, Polly Odesso. Polly, good to meet you. What's the uh, what's the plan here, boys? We're supposed to go to the FBI office in Knoxville. And we're supposed to meet with an agent, Derringer. Uh, I suggest we rent a car and uh, head on out there. Hey, Handler, is Thomas still with us? No, they all said goodbye. They left, okay. Yeah, because and because you flew in before everybody else, you were already waiting. Yeah. So you guys go down to the rental car agency and you procure your rental car, Enterprise. And as you leave Sky Ranch Airport, you begin your journey in Tennessee by taking the U.S. 129 north for just under 10 miles and then transferring to the i-40 for about 15. you seamlessly exit old wise garber road taking it north for a mile and a half until this roundabout delivers you in front of several large white buildings with a guard post blocking any further egress into this structure i roll down my window flash my badge here to say agent derringer you see the uniformed individual come out, his hand precariously moving towards his sidearm as he kind of looks in and sees the four of you. None of you are dressed to the point where he would think you had official business in here. And he says, uh, hello, uh, agent. Could you st state your business, please? Do you, do you have an appointment? Yes. Four of us to see Agent Derringer. Can I... Uh, Take your ID, please. Sure. I was going to say, I was going to inform him and say, I can provide my badge if you wish as well. That would be great. In fact, if all of you have any ID, uh, if you could give them up to me, please, that would be great. Yeah, I'll reach in, making sure, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy and hand him my badge. Another FBI. Uh, what about you back there? You baldy, the big guy. Sorry, sir. What do you, what do you got? Uh, hand him my badge. Hand it to Odessa to pass up to the uh, the guard. He takes it, and you, redneck with a hat, Coldwell <laughs> hands his credentials over. He takes it, and he takes the the four IDs, and he goes back into the, the guard shack. You see him reach down, grab a receiver, start talking. After a few moments, he comes back, clears his throat, and begins to give you directions. <clears throat> Sorry for the delay, sirs. Uh, you're going to want to go around these two buildings and park in the parking structure on the south side. Display this parking permit on the dash 
he hands you a slip of paper. There's going to be an access tunnel that'll take you to Building Alpha, the older of the two buildings. Just go through the glass doors and uh, and check in. After Thanks, that, kids. Stay warm out here. Let's grab all our. Ba- I'll grab all our badges back. Yeah, he hands them back to you. Excellent. Give him, give him a little bit of shit back for talking smack on my boys. Shit back. <laughs> so, if you look at the map on roll twenty, you're going to see that you have two buildings. The one that has an oblique angle is the newer of the two. So you're going to go around those buildings and park in the structure that's south of the one that looks like a giant box. I'm going to back in with the head out. So in the event that we have to leave quickly for whatever reason, we don't have to waste time backing out of the space. Doing the dude park. Yep. Uh, Tactical parking. Truck life. (laughs) (laughs) You guys park on the ground floor. And you can see that there's sparse cars all about. The structure is not completely full. But you do notice that the northern part of the structure, there's a tunnel that leads out of the parking structure and goes for about 50 feet to a set of double glass doors. All right, we'll go through the doors and um, go to the reception desk if there is one. Yeah, in fact, as you walk through the glass doors, you barely make it into the building 20 feet. When you're stopped at a security desk within this building, you see there are two guards posted there. One behind the desk and one at a metal detector. The guard behind the desk, a tall, muscular African-American with a mustache, asks for your names and IDs. Hand him my ID, Polly Adesso. Takes it. Agent Caldwell, Agent Ichi. Here to see Agent Dillinger. Uh, We have an agent... Derringer, special agent in charge. Derringer. Agent Derringer, that's who we're here. My friend can't stop joking. Apologies. It's all right. <laughs> Everybody likes to have a joke every once in a while. You see him take the IDs behind the counter of the desk, and below your line of sight, you can just see him kind of punching a few numbers. And after a moment, he picks up a phone on the cradle, dials another series of numbers, and says, uh, Yes, sir. Yes, there's four of them. Understood. Puts the phone back on the receiver, returns your four IDs, and says, if you'd please follow me. He gestures for the four of you to go through the metal detector to follow him. I, I turn to the guy who's manning the metal detector. We're armed, and our ID's already been checked. Do you want us to take them off, or what do, you, what do you want to do? No, Agent, that's fine. That should be expected. We have it on good authority that you would be armed. <laughs> so he escorts the four of you through the lobby to an elevator station and punches a button. After a few moments, the elevator arrives and he gestures towards everyone. We jump on the elevator. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. Once everybody's in, he gets inside, he pushes sub-level two. It goes down. About 30 seconds later, the doors open up and he says, it'll be the fourth door on the right, B204. This is as far as I go, gentlemen. Have a good day. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you. Pushes a button, doors close, elevator goes back up. As you guys begin to traverse the hallway, you pass doors that are labeled B201 Maintenance, B202 Elevator Controls, B203 Office Storage, B204 Copier. Does the door appear to be locked or does it even have a handle to lock? It's got a a knob that could be locked, but... I'll knock twice on the door 
and then just turn the knob and push it open if it opens. Yeah, it's unlocked. It opens up and you see what can best be described as an old storage room. You see outdated copiers, broken coffee machines, and desks and chairs that have failed over the years. So but, standard government supply. Got it. Yeah, I mean, rather um, than throw them away, the Bureau would rather not see Uncle Sam lose the money invested, and so they just basically store them here until they could be refurbished or found another use for them somewhere down the line. Got it. You see that there are four chairs that are randomly set in a semicircle in front of a faux wooden desk against the far wall. Just to the right of the desk, you see a metal stand with a 21-inch TV set on the top shelf and a DVD player on the shelf just below it. The room's quiet except for the humming ballast that you hear from an overhead fluorescent bulb. Other than that, there's nobody else in the room. Any instructions on the DVD? Something that says, play me? Nope. Nothing at all. Well, the same for likely for Heisenberg. After a few minutes, the door opens up again. And you see a tall, lean man with deep-set eyes and a craggy scowl. Gray at his temples. And he looks at the four of you. And he shuffles this leather folder from his right hand to his left as he looks at each of you in turn and says, uh, how you doing? I'm, uh, I'm SAC Derringer. Uh, sorry for the clandestine cloak and dagger, but, uh, having worked with DG in the past, uh, I'm sure you boys know, you know, uh, uh, like I said, uh, I hope you guys didn't travel too far or, or have too many problems getting in here. You know, I know the boys are just doing their, their job up above. No, no problem. problems. Yeah. And this is the least strange thing that we've ever seen doing this stuff. So please take no, Take no yeah. uh, concern. I could assure you that that's all about to change as far as the least unusual thing you've seen. Uh, you guys are probably going to want to sit down for this. He reaches Very into well. the reaches into his folder and pulls out a disc, and then he turns towards the TV setup. Give me a moment, fellas. It's uh, it's been a while since I've had to work one of these. Everything gone digital now, and he puts the disc in, turns on the TV. And you see the TV come alive with static and then go blue. And he says, before I push play, I just want to tell you that the video you're about to see was taken in Alabama by a gas station surveillance camera during a robbery four days ago. And I'm sorry, but there's no audio. He pushes play and makes his way to the back of the room. You see a blurry black and white picture appear of a young man approaching the gas station's counter with a look of agitation about him. With a pained look on his face, he says something to the cashier who just stares back at him blankly. And the agitated man lashes out and strikes the cashier on the side of his head with his fist. The cashier's skull collapses and his head is torn from his shoulders by the force of the blow. The head drops onto the counter as the headless corpse staggers aimlessly for a moment blood gouting from a neck stump. The young man takes a step back with a look of shock as the cashier's hands go up, twitching spasmatically before the body collapses to the floor. The young man then leans over the counter and hits a bunch of keys randomly on the cash register until the drawer pops open. You see him grabbing bills by the fistful, and then he runs off screen going deeper into the store. A few moments later, you see him running back with a handful of pill bottles, and then he runs off screen. 
not to return again. I need for all you guys to make a sanity check. Negative. Is that a pass or a fail? Zero six. So I'm going to say that's a pass. It's a pass for Coldwell. Bryce? Pass. Each? Uh, negative. I, I failed. I must be uh, in awe of this person's technique. Yeah. The, <laughs> the dim Mac upside that's the head there. a good strike. <laughs> so you take one point of sanity. Each has actually lost a point of sanity because he's like, I've never been able to tear off a man's head with a single strike. Oh my God, my technique lacks. <laughs> and he does take one point due to violence. Derringer begins to stammer as he explains. He's th this man, uh, he held up six gas stations and drugstores in the last two days. First in Tennessee, then in Alabama, and finally in Georgia. He was caught after this last heist. An FBI agent and a state trooper put four bullets in him center mass before he went down. Ironically, though, the man lived and he's currently being held in the room next door. His name is Billy Ray Spivey, and he's nothing more than a very scared young man with a muscle tissue that doesn't appear to be, by any definition, human. Can we see on the video what pills he took from the store, what they were? <laughs> Zoom in. Zoom in. Uh, <laughs> enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Give me a pharmacy check. Good grief. I have a 0% chance of knowing what that is. Forget it. Okay. I'm, I can't even Good roll. luck, brother. Then you wouldn't even know. Can we, could you have any reports on what exactly the medicine he took was? Or whatever those pill bottles were? Do you have anything in the report as to what he took? We do. What were they? Aspirin, ibuprofen, antacid. You might want to tell me children's vitamins next. These are all normal things. Yeah. You take anything else? That man's life. Wow. Besides that? Money. 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 Uh, they're still going through the inventory of the store currently, but preliminary checks show that it was nothing more than aspirin bottles. There's something else in the reports of the other places that he's robbed from as well, other than money taken from those other stations. He seemed to steal bottles of pills there as well, aspirin and whatnot. You had said that he was in Tennessee and then in Georgia. Did he come back here to rob another store? He's just been doing rounds. Okay. He started off in Tennessee, then Alabama and Georgia, and then that's when we caught him up. You should know he's originally from Tennessee. Okay. Do you have any um, aspirin or anything else right now around around us? Anywhere you can get like, I, could you get me a bottle of aspirin or Tylenol or Motrin or any of that stuff? Can you can you get me that? Sure. Thanks. He reaches into his leather folder and he pulls out one of those little paper packets that have the two Advil yeah. in there, and he hands. He's like, "Here you go." I uh, I'm going to assure you though that we we've tried all this stuff. When you get, how did you guys find him? Did he screw up a robbery and just got unlucky, and you were there to meet him, or what was? How did it? How did he get apprehended? He started leaving a trail of where he was going. This is this was the sixth store that he had uh, he had held up in two days. He was leaving more than breadcrumbs. With six casualties as well. 
minor casualties. This is really the first one where he took somebody's head off. He broke the wrist of the second place. When somebody tried to push him away, he grabbed the wrist and broke it. Okay. Uh, How did you find him? When you say he was leaving breadcrumbs, back to his house or to his next robbery? Well, it didn't look like he was on his way back to Tennessee. It looked like he just kept going like he was on a run or a bender, one of the two. When you caught him, was he? did he have a car or any other form of transportation? He had his own personal vehicle. What was in it? Empty pill bottles. All the pill bottles that were empty? All the ones that he had stolen, they were all empty. Anything else, like fast food wrappers, water bottles, Gatorade, anything else? Just nothing but pill you bottles, know, empty pill bottles. That's strange that you should say that because, yeah, there were a lot of fast food wrappers. I just assumed that he was a, a just a real dirty person because mm-hmm. you couldn't imagine the hamburger wrappers, the empty sodas, the French fry containers, the, the Big Mac boxes and everything. I mean, you would think that that this was being culminated over weeks, if not longer. But yeah, his car was filled with these wrappers. Have you seen this before? No, it does sound like a pattern. He may. When was the last time you guys fed him? <sighs> Maybe 40 minutes ago. Has what he been craving any aspirin or things like that? It seems he does... that he would had some sort of addiction or affliction or, you know something going on here yeah he has been complaining a lot about pain abdominal pain pain in his <laughs> his extremities a headache that he he says was off the scale but he also complained about being hungry and what was ironic was we fed him 40 45 minutes ago and then the time before that we fed him like an hour and a half previously and both times this guy ate like it was his last meal was there any medical exam that was performed before processing? There was, but we haven't got the results back from the lab yet. Was there a talk screen taken by any chance? It, it was attempted. What do you mean attempted? Did, did he not comply? Uh, he was compliant, but our uh, our needles were unable to pierce his flesh. And it sounds like the bullets potentially just knocked him down and stunned him they didn't penetrate as well Uh, he might have entered slightly into the abdominal cavity but outside of that they didn't really damage any of his internal organs strange enough this isn't actually uh this is actually something we're sort of familiar with convicts being in cells after being shot and still alive and hungry what did you guys feed him 40 minutes ago uh two hamburgers two fries large coke and the only reason why he got an extra hamburger and fries because one of the guards felt sorry for him and gave him his that happens (laughs) what did he eat first the hamburger and his fry and then he ate the other hamburger and fry does anybody around here uh, work out a lot use supplements protein supplements like that protein powder or anything like that or got a bag of that stuff you can get at costco that combat protein you got any of that lying around maybe whoa whoa this is all natural this is all just natural lifting weights don't look at me like that (laughs) (laughs) 
I promise you, ain't nothing packing in this jean but me. Well, maybe we can, uh, if we have a little bit more of that aspirin, we could use that as a means of coercion by having answering questions for us if he seems right. to be fiending for this. But there has to be just a regular file on this gentleman that we can get and look at. And maybe two of us can go over the history while two of you go in and interrogate him. Well, I, I do have a little bit in a folder. It's it's very sparse uh, from what we've been able to uh, put together on this young guy. If you guys have the time, I can go over it. Or like I said, if you want, he's next door if you want to meet him. I'm well, assuming you time. We'll meet him. We'll be talking to him. But what we want to do right now is get as much information so we're prepared for the interview. What's My that guess salt? is he's going to be hungry again, and he's probably still in pain. And since he went straight for the protein first, the protein and the fat, I'm thinking he's going to be craving more. We can mix him up a nice power shake and then give him some aspirin. He may be a little more forthcoming because pain's probably not going away. Is, did he, Does he appear to be like bigger, more muscular, or is he just really nervous and twitchy all the time? Derringer, I'm assuming you ran this guy through the system. We did. And what did you get back? Nothing. He's, uh, other than being out of line every once in a while it is in his hometown, uh, nothing else, really. I mean, just typical hoodlum stuff. I'd assume there's a few Billy Ray Spiveys in Tennessee. <laughs> we sure we have the right one that you're looking at? One Billy Ray Spivey, 18 years old, only child of Rich and Angel Spivey of Groversville, Tennessee. This is him. And what was his reason for what, what why he is doing this? Well, you got you got to kind of understand. Uh, th this is where it gets a little weird, guys. You see, Spivey vanished eleven days ago from his parents' home. Uh, only two days later, dazed and confused, with no knowledge of what had happened, his mother said that Spivey was complaining of feeling ill and in a great deal of pain. Uh, the next day, which is eight days ago, his parents were concerned, and so they took him to Dr. Calvin Patel, the family physician. Patel was able to basically do some tests on him. At this point, uh, Derringer's starting to read from his notes. It says uh, Dr. Patel was able to ascertain that Billy Ray was in, ex was in inexplicable pain seeming to stem from his abdominal region. During a cursory examination, Patel had asked him when was the last time he had ate and what it was. Spivey had told the doctor that his last meal was about an hour ago and consisted of three cheeseburgers, two large fries, an apple cobbler, and four Cokes. This might lead into something you were talking about there, Agent Adesso. Further inquiries revealed that Spivey had not had a bowel movement or urinated since his return. But this is what put him on the radar. The following day, which makes it seven days ago, Spivey's mother reported that the young man was acting agitated and unable to be placated. As the senior Spivey began to question his son about his attitude, Billy Ray had gone into a fit of rage his mother reports that as the senior Spivey attempted to hold him down and get him under control, Billy Ray went into wig mode and punched his fist right through his father's chest. 
So two casualties then. Yes, but not well on the run. Right. This is what precipitated his fleeing. This is why we believe that he had left Tennessee and was continuing moving in the direction he was going in. I don't think he was planning on coming back. If anything, it looked like he was just going to keep running. Running oh, where? Did he say? He didn't say. He just complained a lot about his pain. He complained a lot about being hungry. So what you're saying, Agent Adesso, is that you want us to try to lure him out with food and, and aspirin as a way of trying to coerce him into being more pliable? Exactly. This doesn't sound like a career criminal. He's just probably got some kind of issue, something he may have come into contact with that's caused his current condition. Now, he's acted violently, and they'll be accounting for that, but he doesn't sound like a violent guy, just a person who's in pain and, well, honestly, doesn't know his own strength. So there's, there's some issues there. Each? Yeah, so Handler. Um, SAC Derringer, he's in on the Delta Green. He knows about it. From what... Heisenberg had told you he trusted him. He knew what goes on. Okay. He, he's up to speed with, with uh, Delta Green. Because I also he's... want to throw out something, too, and we're going to give this guy food that I think might maybe have something. But I just didn't want to talk openly in front of him. Yeah, he's, he's not... most likely a friendly. Okay. So uh, after, after Adesso uh, talks about the protein shake that we can procure and all that, Ichi will come in. And before we give him that shake, we've dealt with things like this before. And excuse me for just sort of throwing this out there, but if he's never done something like this before and he's complaining of pain and hunger in our line of work, that could easily be a few things, but perhaps there's something inside him demanding all this, giving him this strength and making him do it. And as crude as this sounds, you've said that he has not had a bowel movement. So maybe along with this protein shake, we pour in a bunch of Miralax as well and see what happens. <laughs> oh, good call. Is, is his cell equipped with a <laughs> toilet, I hope? But <laughs> oh boy. as silly as this sounds, uh, Mr. Derringer, we've dealt with inmates and cells and the longer they stay in there, the worst that it can be. So if there is something within him that's in pain, hungry, hostile, maybe he can flush it out himself. Well, he's not in a cell, Agent. Oh. Now we have he's just him next door in a room like this one? Similar. It's a... Uh... <laughs> is he shackled or held anyway? He's in the office storage room. Agent. The office storage. Yes. Okay. Building he, on what you said, is he restrained in any way? <laughs> he is restrained, and we have a few agents in there with M16s. He's he's not moving. He's fairly well secured, but we really couldn't take the chance of putting him into a cell without a considerable amount of paperwork. And then at that point, we would probably lose all control over the situation. And when we finally caught this guy, I made sure that we brought him here to the older of the two buildings. The other building, which is the newer of the two, has a lot more 
individuals, a lot more agents that roam around there. A lot of newer, fresher eyes. A lot more questions to go with those eyes. Here we team. The guys who are guarding him, they part of our organization. No, they're not. But they're very well trained, and they've they've been with me for a long time. Well, the way um, these things usually go, paperwork should be the least of your concern, and having that person housed in somewhere secure is probably something that we should be figuring out how to do, especially now while he's still somewhat pliable and willing to talk. Well, you have a doctor on staff. Maybe you can administer some oral tranquilizers. Not here. No, we don't. Not in this building and certainly not without starting to raise more eyebrows. Now, look, guys, I, I was just asked to help out. I have no problem going through the steps that are required to put this guy in, in jail. I understand that'll him. put him in the system, though. Exactly. So on what I've worked on in the past, from my understanding, unless they've changed their SOP, we don't want this stuff to get out into the world. We don't want people to know what's going on. And the fewer people that do, the less likely we need to sanitize the situation at least from the agents I've worked with in the past. Now, I don't know if you guys have changed your way or not, but you no, know, that's your guys' call. Correct. You let me know. It's your call. The less paperwork, the better. We'd like to get him before he goes into the system. We may be able to sort this out and turn it into something normal people can digest without risk. Uh, any any ideas about that protein powder or anything else? Or like the Miralux? And we can take a few minutes and run down to the Walmart or grocery store or whatever it is. We pick that up before we go in. Well, one of the uh, one of the guards that we have watching him, uh, he's a pretty pretty bulky dude. I'm sure he has something in his locker. Uh, why don't we go meet him, and I'll get the guard to to see what we can do. Got it. And hey, Derringer, <laughs> Derringer, can I get it? copy of uh, everything you've got of this gentleman sure and he just hands you the paper that he read off right now this is really all I have I'm sorry agent we don't have a lot on the kid this is everything you got when you ran him through the system yeah there's other than the fact he just recently graduated high school he just turned 18 so anything else is if he's got a, a juvie record, it's still sealed. We haven't had time to, well, I got to be honest, I'm not going to go through the steps of pulling this guy's record because I don't want any eyebrows raised. And once we start doing that, all bets are off. But like I said, I defer to you four. You guys tell me what you guys want me to do. I was just merely told to call this in to our mutual friend. And that's that's as far as I take it right now, so... But we're only going to be able to hang on to this kid for a little while. Eventually, like, I can't keep him being watched by these three guys 24-7. Something's got to break. Something's got to give. That's what we're here for. It'll probably be a little of both. Okay. All right, let's go talk to him. Okay. Are we all four going into this room, or is it just going to be two of us? Are you It'd probably be me? smart to split it up, and then uh, potentially the uh, two... Uh, could work on getting the food and all that stuff spiked and whatever we need to do. And the other two can be there to interrogate. 
You want uh, to do this randomly, or you guys want to pick who you want to go in there with? No, Rice is Rice will uh, go and get the Marilax and whatever else we need, and he wants to go through the file that Derringer's provided. Okay, Colt. Cold will assist him on that. Uh, Mr. Derringer, do you happen to have any sort of uh, earpieces so while two of us are outside of the room, we can communicate and potentially hear what the other two are in there? And they can also ask us questions if they need or to warn us that the prisoner has changed in some way. Yeah. Um, hang on just a second. Let me, uh, let me dial the guys upstairs really quick. And he gets out his phone, dials it up. You hear him kind of talking in the corner. Yeah, I just going to. Yeah. yeah, it'll be down in just a few moments if you want to hang out. It takes about five minutes for you hear a soft knock at the door. And you see the security guard that escorted you down previously standing at the door. And he hands Derringer a set of communication devices and their receivers. Okay. Now, will this also allow us to sort of hear the what they're talking about? It'll be tuned into the same channel as the three guards that are watching him now. Excellent. And it's nobody else is using this channel except for you four and those three. So, Paul, you look for it, put it in his ear, and he says, "Each, I'll do the interview. You listen in. If you think anything I should ask or something slips by that you want to explore, you, you let me know. I'll be." I'm passive, but I'll keep it active on your end so you hear yes. and I'll receive. And Coldwell, I think you should go in there with him. We should have someone who is both Two of people. our people who are armed and able to shoot. <laughs> I'm not out of character. I'm not I'm not great great at firearms, sorry. So before he does all this stuff and separates you guys out, he takes each he takes your headset really quick and he talks into it really Softly, and you just hear him say, uh, Markinson, I uh, need you to come over here next door, please. Mm. Thank you. Here you go, each. And he okay. hands it back to you. A few moments later, you hear a knock at the door. He opens, and you see this big, burly dude with an M16 hat turned around. So, boss, he's all, I want you to take these two agents to your locker. Uh, they need something from you. You see him kind of get a worried look on his face. It's not like that, Chief. I just, uh, they'll fill you in on the way. We believe that there's something that you might be able to help us crack this kid with. All right, let's go. Who's coming with me? That'll be me. All right. My name's Ichi. What's your name? Markinson. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Who else is going? Just you? Nope, I'm and going to Agent Markinson. Rice here. Agent Rice? All right, let's do this. All right, Caldwell, let's go on in. The idea is just to get this guy to talking. My guess is he's probably had contact with the other side, and it's affected him in some way. So let's see if we can get him to open up about it. All right, follow your lead. All right. So Markinson leads each and Rice to the elevator and begins his ascent. Odesso, you and Caldwell are escorted by Derringer to the door. He knocks twice. Puts a key in the lock and unlocks it. As the door opens, you see basically a another storage room. You see two FBI agents with M16s pointed in the direction of an ordinary looking young man bound to a chair. 
with a seemingly unnecessary assemblage of cables and locks securing him. He's dressed in sneakers, blue jeans, and a Metallica t-shirt. He looks dazed, dazed and frightened. Make either a human or a medicine check. All right, I got a better human score than I was medicine. Say the same. Yeah, under 50 for me. Do you have anything in medicine at all? I have nothing in medicine. I got a 23. Got a 52. So pass. Pass? Wow. I pass. Yeah, on human, not medicine. I have zero in medicine. Okay. Both of you can tell that this kid looks heavily drugged. Heavily drugged like prescription medications or he's stoned on something else? It's probably prescription-induced. These guys have probably doped him up to keep him under control, especially after knowing what he's capable of doing. Got it. All right. Is there another chair in the room? Nope. Just the one chair and the two standing guards. Gotcha. So everybody's just standing looking at this kid. There's nothing to sit on other than the chair he's on? That's it. Okay. Mr. Spivey, we've got quite the problem with you. Looks like you've killed two people. We're not sure what to do with you quite yet. Doesn't sound like the kind of guy you are. So we'd like to hear your side of the story before this breaks out into all kinds of bad things. I I don't remember. Please, I need something for the pain. All right, talk to me about the pain. Where's the pain centrally located? Where's the pain located? He can barely move. The only thing he could really do is lull his head back and forth. Uh-huh. Stomach, my body. Please. Where's the pain? It's everywhere. Adesso, do you have the aspirin? Hey, it's Mr. Spivey. Would you like a couple aspirin? Sticks his tongue out. Hey, rips open the punch pack and drops the two tablets on his tongue. Before you're able to drop the tablets down, you see one of the guards come towards you and put his hand against your chest. He's like, hold on a second. You're you're not authorized to do that. And as he's saying this, you can see that this kid, this scrawny kid, almost looks like Jesse Pinkman. You Mm. see his muscles begin to flex against their binds. And the other agent with the M16 puts the muzzle at the back of the kid's head. It says, settle down, son. Settle down. The one FBI agent towards you, Adesso, says, hold on a second. You're going to have to get Derringer in here and get that authorized. I I can't give you authorization to pop these things down that kid's throat. Derringer gave me the medicine. You need to step back, though. I I need to get this cleared, please. All right. You do what you need to do. He puts his hand up towards his ear to toggle his two way. At this time, Agent Each and Agent Rice, you're following Markinson, and he leads you to his locker. He opens it up, and you see there's all kinds of supplements in there. You see creatine, you see muscle milk, you see all kinds of other unlabeled bottles in there. He's like, what am I here to get you guys, agents? What is it you need in my locker? You want my shoe shine kit? What, what, what do you want? Relax, please. We're looking for something that has lots of protein in it. And uh, speaking of your energy drinks, by the way. Yo. Okay, so is that something you can help us with? You bet. If you want something like this. (laughs) (laughs) Muscle milk. (laughs) 
So he takes one of his shaker bottles that's empty and he starts pouring some powder from an unlabeled bottle into it. What do you want to mix it with? Well, just water, if that's all you have. If milk, we're looking for something that can provide a big dose of protein for our friend in there, potentially. He seems hungry. You know, those empty calories and the fries and the buns are not doing it. He's craving the protein of the burger. Were you the one that gave up your burger for him, or was that the other guard? Fuck no. You think I'd do that? Yeah, it doesn't look like you miss bench day a lot. No, I... <laughs> leg day could use either. a little work, my friend. <laughs> and I tap <laughs> yeah. him on the, show, on the shoulder. Yeah, you a funny man. That's right. Anyways, uh... Yeah, no, the, uh, one of the other guards gave up his burger and fry. I wasn't about to do that for this killer. I don't and blame And I don't understand why we're going the distance of trying to save this punk's life or whatever you're planning on doing. But uh, We're looking for answers. And if we can give someone a full belly, they're more compliant. We've fed this kid twice already. More than I would eat. Stuff that would make me fill up. And this kid is like a bottomless pit. I don't even understand where he's putting it. He must weigh 145 pounds, maybe 150 tops. He hasn't well, taken a shit. He hasn't taken a piss. His breath smells like ass. Yeah, and that's because he has not taken a shit nor a piss, which comes to the second part of our request. You happen to have anything like Miralax or anything that would help our friend in there... Uh, use the restroom because uh, a, a clogged body is a clogged mind and we want him to be a little bit more open and free to talk to us plus it could be pretty funny don't you think i would enjoy that kind of laugh you bet he reaches into his locker and he pulls out a bunch of suppositories and he dumps those in there too he's like uh <laughs> God. it's up to you how you want to enema this kid but uh i wouldn't get anywhere near his starfish if i was you boys he yeah. might have just turned 18, but it could turn ugly for you. Huh. you yeah, and as far as his metabolism, you remember being 18, right? Could eat yeah, anything you want now at our age. Well, you That's look right. younger than me. And she liked it when I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all we uh, had requested uh, of your services. Do they, do they want you to go back into the room or are you off duty now? Oh, no. I got to get my ass back in there. I'm just okay. here to play tour guide to you agents. Uh, well, if you can help, you're lead welcome us back, to anything I have great. in my locker. Hmm. Take what you need, as long as you think it'll make the kid more compliant. Grab more protein powder. Sorry. Yeah. Are these Magnum condoms? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have anything bigger. <laughs> Agent Rice, we need somewhere we can look at this file. I believe, right? Maybe get access to a computer and. Look some things up as well that made me come yeah, up that, while we're looking. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd, I'd like to go through this file and just kind of cross-reference, you know, maybe some of the addresses at a minimum. I, I kind of keyed in on what Derringer said, that he was a little reluctant to uh, start punching in details of this kid's background, you know, maybe uh, raising some suspicion. But I think we'll be fine putting in just some addresses into the old Google Map search. Yeah, unless... All the other video cameras were turned off. I mean, his face is going to be everywhere. And the police in Georgia or Atlanta and the police in Nashville or wherever else he went, they're going to be putting out an APB for this guy unless we were able to clear everything. So 
if we're able to clear something, I think a few searches of who's at the who just graduated from the local high school, and there's all those names we can look at and see if there's any connections or things like that. I think we'll be okay. Plus, at the end of the day, we need to make sure this thing is cleansed. <laughs> so uh, we'll tread lightly until we need to stomp heavily. Yep, I agree. Agent Odesso and Agent Coldwell back in the room with Spivey. Okay. Has our agent cleared everything with Derringer so that I can give this kid some aspirin? You see him still holding his hand up. He lowers his hand and says, go ahead, agent. Sorry, you know, precautions and all. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. All right, he drops the two uh, tablets on his tongue, keeping his fingers well clear of his mouth. Uh, you, you just hear him just crush him up like a bunch of Pez, tokes him down, and obviously hasn't kicked in yet. You just hear him moaning back and forth how it hurts. I don't, it hurts. Please make it, make it stop. I can't do this anymore. I didn't Did you ever mean to. I didn't okay, mean I mean. to. Spivey, Spivey, look at me, man. Look at me. Concentrate uh, on me. Concentrate uh, through the pain, man. I need it. I want to help you. I think I can help you. What did you come across that caused this pain? What did you find? I don't remember. I keep telling them I don't remember what happened. I don't remember. I just, next thing I know, I'm in my bed. My dad's leaning over me. He's shouting shit in my face. Clean up the dog that, shit or whatever. Before that, before, we need to go before that. What happened before that, before you found yourself in bed? Do you remember? I just, I was leaving my girlfriend's house. That's, that's all I remember. Okay, you leaving your girlfriend's house. Where does she live? In, in Groversville. Where Groversville? Can you give me an address? Uh, Twenty-four uh, Singleton Singleton Street. Okay, now, did you you got your girlfriend's number? We talked to her. I, it's it's in my phone. I, I no problem. All right, just concentrate on me. I'm gonna get you some help. <laughs> After you left your girlfriend's uh, house, do you remember what time that was? I, I had to look at my notes. Adesso, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the drink ready. Excellent. Let us know when you need it to be brought in. Yeah, I'm going to get you something to drink momentarily, man. Just stay with me. Concentrate on where you were. You're at your girlfriend's house. What happened next? I, 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 I left around... I, fuck, I, 11.30, almost midnight... And then, uh, I, I remember pulling, coming home, and my mom coming out yelling at me, where Did have I stop? been? Okay, but back up a step. Did you stop anywhere from your girlfriend's house? No, I just left, I just left her house. She give you anything to eat or drink while you were there? No, just, no. We watched some movies. What that was watching? it. What were you watching? Oh, fuck. So, was it Big Trouble in Little China? Dogs of War? Good movies. That's a great okay, show. So you left around, left around 2300. You got in your car. What kind of car do you drive? Camaro. Okay. Okay. Fast car, huh? Fuck you. Just, come on, <laughs> stay with me, Spivey. Stay with me, man. Fast car. Did you tinker with it yourself? You do anything on that car? No, my dad worked on. Works on it. Worked on it. Fuck my dad. 
no, no, stay with me, Spive. Stay with me. Don't. I. We'll talk about all that stuff later. But right now, I need to know what happened after you left your girlfriend's house. How long did it take you to get home? It only takes like twenty minutes to get home. Did it take you only twenty minutes? So you were home before midnight. My mom came out, and said it was eight o'clock at night. She said I've been gone for two days. That's all I remember. Okay, let's go back. It's important. I'll get you something to drink. I'm telling you, it's going to make you feel a lot better. I promise you. But I need you to think. When you left your girlfriend's house, you're there on. You're, you're. What are you doing? You're done watching a movie. You give her a kiss goodbye. Tell me what happened. Yeah, I, I kissed her goodbye. I said I'd talk to her in in the morning. And uh, yeah, I I don't I don't remember anything else after that. Okay. Your car. Where's your car? Probably impounded. Okay. All right. Let's get you something to drink. My dad's right, guy's girlfriend's back name. We're gonna look her up. Yeah. What is her girlfriend's name? Good question. What's your girlfriend's name? Her name's Jane. Jane. <laughs> Jane. Her name Mary. <laughs> okay. What? Jane. All right. What? What's, what's her last name? Jane. What? Alan. Alan, okay. Alan, you fucker. I already said it. Oh. All right, my man. You just hold on. Muting the mic. To drink. You're going to like it. I promise you. It's going to make Muting you Muting the mic to Agent that. Rice. Jane Allen is the girlfriend. Maybe we can look her up. Yeah. Jane Allen. He, Jane Allen. Odessa will repeat her name. So she, Jane Allen. She lives at 2804 Singleton Street. Is that right? Yes. 24 Singleton Street. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Are guys back yet? We're yeah, they've already the descended door. the elevator and are probably on their way back. Okay. All right, I got nothing more to say to this guy. He's in a lot of pain, so I'll just hang out with him because we're not going to get much more out of him until we can start inspecting his car and his girlfriend's house. All right. So just to recap for our guys, um, Polly will then exit the room and give a recap on the on the air on the radio. All right, here's the deal. They're already Both. in the hallway coming okay. towards you at this point. Right? Or no. Or are you guys yeah. going to go to a computer? So Rice has got his laptop with him from work. Okay. Will you, will you allow that? Sure. Okay. Because it's it's an encrypted laptop, access to all agency networks, everything. So okay. I'm going to, I'm sitting in a room, you know, just at a desk nearby. Um, let's say I'm in... Um, it could be in the room we were just in, the copier room. Yeah, I'll be in uh, Bravo 204, and I'm punching in this name that uh, that Ichi gave me and the address. I'm, I presume he also gave me the address besides the name. 24 Singleton Street. Street. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, especially if we're all meeting together, you know, we can speak that. So, Agent Rice, you settle in to the room you were originally briefed in pop up your laptop. Derringer goes over the Wi-Fi password, get you access to it. Tell me what you want to do. I get into the uh, secure agency network, into the search area, and I punch in this girl's name and her address and see what comes up. You see that the home is mortgaged by Todd and Jamie Allen. You see that Todd's age is 45. He's a mechanic. Jamie is 44. She works at a diner. What's her age again? 44. Any other information that uh, scrolls up on the screen? Nope. 
Only child is Jane Allen, 18 years old. You do notice that it appears to be that she had recently gone to a OBGYN, had an appointment. But other than that, it doesn't say anything else. You have the address and the doctor's name? Dr. Oba Chriseth. The address is 1701 North Enterprise Avenue. What is he in the business district? Sweet D. You love that sweet. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get that sweet D. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I do. As soon as you said it, I was like, he picked that on purpose. <laughs> Each. Yes, sir. So I hand him the protein drink and say, "This is the protein shake that we had talked about, also with the added other things that we had talked about." Um, I realize that what I am suggesting is crazy, but we're always in crazy situations. And I would rather rule out situations immediately as best we can. So if at worst thing that we have to deal with is a big mess, well, actually that's the best thing that we have to deal with. The worst thing would be if there is something inside of him and it chooses to come out. All right. I'll feed him this drink. Just to let you guys know, got the name of his girlfriend's address. What's coming out is, what he's telling us is, he goes to his girlfriend's house, gets in his car about 2300, about midnight, and drives home. Doesn't remember anything else. But when he gets home, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and his mom's yelling at him about how he's been gone for two days. Where has he been? So we're going to need to see his car. We're going to need to inspect his girlfriend's house. And more importantly, if anybody's heard from her. Cellular pings may have originated there. Yeah, any cellular pings of where his car was for those two days he was gone? You we'll know, have to pull that like information. That. Mm -hmm. If anything, we probably look up at uh, traffic surveillance, see if we could ping anything. Yep, anything so, at all. I guess Let's so. figure out how his throat is. We got his address, and we also have his home address based upon his file, so we can plot his most likely course. He says it's usually twenty minutes to go back from the girlfriend's house to his house, but he doesn't remember what happened. So it's impossible to tell whether or not he stopped, if he saw something and stopped and then investigated it or just something happened on the way. Anyway, let me give him this drink and let's just see what happens. So Polly will go back into the room, knock twice, enter, say, dude, I promised you something to drink. He tells um, the agents, I'm gonna give him this drink. It's a protein <sighs> shake. Give it to me, pour it in my mouth. <sighs> So and we, you see him just chug this as you're pouring it down his throat. Just go, 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 go. Right down to the last drop. He's like, <sighs> and a few moments later, the door opens and it's Derringer. And he looks at you and he says, Agent Adesso, we just got the lab reports back from this guy. You see Spivey look at him, look at you. And immediately, all this shit hurls out of his throat. I need you to make a dex check <laughs> next session. Oh. <laughs> the damn Ostevite nest uh, again. Right? Uh, so I'll roll next round. Adessa, right, what's his girlfriend's name? We're going to look her up. 
Yeah, what is your girlfriend's name? Good question. What's your girlfriend's name? God dang it, guys. <laughs> Hold on. Susie, oh, the Susie Hardbody. <laughs> She's from Tennessee. It must be something like Brittany or some yeah. other trailer. No, it's name. Her like Mary Beth like Joanson or Tammy something Lynn. like that. The Tammy Lynn, I was going to say. Yeah, like there we go. Tammy Linda Lynn. Lynn. You know, always got two first names. Yeah, that's right. Joy I'm going to name off. I'm going to Susie Lynn. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go through this whole list of names. You tell me when I hit it. It's like Rapid that scene fire. in Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Are you done? Barbara Jean. <laughs> A little bit. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We have also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.